of their spirit. Good morning, church. May I start with a reading from Psalms chapter 19? Just reminds me that this passage just reminds me that the word of God is central. Psalm 19, verses 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Amen? Amen. So we open God's word this morning. You can open your Bibles at Mark chapter 12, <clears throat> our text. Squatters in the church? What? <laughs> we live in a pretty dark world, right? Almost everywhere you turn, people are messing things up. Right? Look on the news, you know, in your own life. I talk to you guys and I hear about what you guys are going through the week. I asked a 13 year old boy in Meyer Park, what makes life bad? What takes the joy of living away? He replied, people. I totally agree, because that was, that was my answer right in my mind. I was thinking, people mess up life, man. People just be messing up. Sin. <laughs> He replied, people as he reflected on the wicked things people have done that hurt his heart and life. He was just sitting in the park. I could see his head down. I knew something happened. He didn't tell me everything, but people was a big answer to me because I understood him. I have been burned a few times by some people referred to as squatters. <laughs> Folks that make a rental contract out. They agree to pay such and such for rent. And then they decide they want to keep their money for themselves after a certain period of time, right? And they're going to stay in your place for free at the landlord's expense. When I first had to deal with a, a tenant on such an issue, I went and saw a lawyer downtown. It was pretty interesting. I just showed the lawyer out of the telephone book and I went up to, I went to LaSalle Street. Went up to like the 24th, this was 20 years ago maybe. Went up to the 24th floor. Big uh, Italian guy with a big cigar in his, in, his, in his hand. He didn't charge me one penny. He just looked at me and said, son, I'm going to talk to you like I do my own boy. And I, I sat back, I was like, whoa, I got to hear this. <laughs> I got to hear what he's going to say. He said, son, 
stay out of the court system. At all, at, as much as you can, stay out of the court system. He said, there are professional squatters out here. These guys, these guys make a living getting stuff for free. They move into places and they just, they decided already before, when they're going to get in. Now they got money from their last situation because they just, they just burned the last landlord. Now they go pay the next landlord two months rent ahead of time, right? That's how they get in. And then once they get in, they say, after a while, I'll come up with a reason why I'm not going to pay this rent. And then I'm going to squat them. <laughs> they decide that. What? Yep. I was shocked to see a parable. This is where this came from. I saw a parable in the Bible. I said, what? Jesus knew about squatting? I didn't know that even existed back then. I thought that evolved like to our time, you know. But this situation in Mark chapter 12 sounds worse than anything I've ever experienced. <laughs> Let's check this out, Mark chapter 12, verses 1 through 12. It's pretty interesting. And Jesus began to speak. Would you all mind if I read from the Amplified Version? I got my King James right here, but the Amplified sometimes brings out things you may not see so obviously sometimes. Jesus began to speak to them, the chief priests, scribes, and elders who were questioning him in parables. A man planted a vineyard and put a wall around it and dug a pit for the wine press and built a tower. And he rented it out to tenant farmers and left the country. When the harvest season came, he sent a servant to the tenants in order to collect from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. They took him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again, he sent them another servant, and they threw stones and wounded another servant, and they threw stones and wounded him in the head and treated him disgracefully. And he sent another, and that one they killed. And many others, some they beat, and some they killed. He still had one man left to send, a beloved son. He sent him last of all to them, saying, they will respect my son. But those tenants said to each other, this man is the heir, is the heir. Come on, let us kill him and destroy the evidence, and his inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him and threw his body outside the vineyard. What will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the tenants and will give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this scripture? The stone which the builders regarded as unworthy? And rejected, this very stone has become the chief cornerstone. This came about from the Lord, and it is marvelous and wonderful in our eyes. And they looked, and they, as they were looking for a way to seize him, but they were afraid of the crowd, for they knew that he spoke 
this parable in reference to and as a charge against them. So they left him and went away. Wow. And, and Lucas says, the crowd was like, no, may it never be. Right? We go, what? I was sharing some of this with Brandon, and he goes, this is unheard of. How could people do something like even just squatting on the landlord now? How could they do that? What? Yeah. But God is very familiar because people have been doing this to God from the beginning of creation. Am I right? They're squatting on God's land. Pastor says, eating God's cornbread. I like how Pastor says about it, you know, about his grandson or his children. You're going to eat my cornbread <laughs> and stay in my bedrooms and have my lights and air conditioning going? What? But people have been squatting on God from the beginning of time and refuse to give glory to God, refuse to give their hearts and life to Jesus Christ. This is what the Pharisees did. Here, the leaders of the church squatting on God. Yeah. Instead of telling the truth to people about Jesus Christ, about what God's word, what the gospel is really about, they decided they're going to do things their way. We're not going to accept Jesus. We're not going to believe on him. I got a funny YouTube video I want to show you, a little clip. Squatter's Rights movie trailer. Check it out. totally understand where you come from, <laughs> right? That's funny right there. I guess what makes it funny is so bizarre. Even the story Jesus told was bizarre, but it was true. It really happened to Jesus. He was actually murdered as someone tried to take over the vineyard, right? People were actually killed. John the Baptist lost his head. Paul was stoned. Right? Jesus was crucified and murdered. That's not so funny. 
It's not funny when it happens to you. Right? Now, people can squat in different ways. So I, I broaden my, my, my definition of squatter in a way. I hear Brandon all the time complaining about workers on the job that don't do their job. Those are squatters. They got a job to do. You go there and check their work, and they haven't done any or hardly any of it. Right? And then the whole company's threatening that whole business to say, I'm getting out of here. I don't want your company working for us anymore. We, we're, go, we're out of here, right? And they lose thousands of dollars. That's not so funny. And it makes Brandon's blood pressure go up. Right? Children can squat on their families by living in the house and not helping out, by not doing the stuff that, they, that they're required to do in the house. <laughs> Keeping the room clean, helping out with dishes, washing clothes, stuff like that, make the household run properly. Squatting. And in real life, it's not so funny, is it? Not really so funny. Let me define the terms for a minute. Squatter. The legal concept is called adverse possession. Everybody say adverse possession. That means somebody adversely came in and just took possession of something that wasn't theirs, right? They settled down on some part of people's land or in a building with no legal rights to. And they just start setting up, setting up shop, right? Setting up home. Some people even get in and start renting other people. That's kind of what's happening in that trailer. It looks like they were suggesting that. The movie hasn't come out yet. Pay your rent. <laughs> now, I'm using that phrase, pay your rent. But really, with the Lord, we can't pay rent. I mean, in terms of earning our salvation or anything like that. So I'm, not, I'm trying to make sure we don't get that misconception. A phrase I will use today just for practical purposes. Just be returning good and appreciation for something someone has given you, right? So for an appreciation for living in this house, for appreciation for letting me, letting me rent from you, right? A squatter is one who lives and stays in a home, refuses to pay the rent. They decide they're gonna use their money for other purposes, then they duck and squat, stay out of sight, avoiding impending doom. Because what's gonna happen? Eventually they're gonna be put out. Right, but it, it can take longer than it could take longer than more than one month. It could take one month to twelve months. It could take sometimes take longer, depending on if the landlord takes the proper actions. You make the wrong move, the whole the judge will throw the whole thing out. Start over, buddy. And they do it. Yep, we live in God's world. Everything we have. Look at that beautiful. Look at that beautiful day out there. It's beautiful. We get to breathe God's air. We get to enjoy the fruit of the trees. We get to enjoy many blessings from God. How do we say thanks? How do we pay our rent to God? You know, I was convicted when I thought about it. I, some, there was, a, there was, I had several, you know. Several squatters with situation to me, and I go, I go to God, and I say, God, what's happening? And sometimes God says, Pete, I know. I understand. It's been happening to me for a long time. 
God shows me a lot of things. When I start to complain about something, God shows me he had to go through it. Right? Jesus had to go through adverse, adverse possession. He had to go through evil, wicked people. This parable is also called the parable of the wicked tenants. Not only in this parable do they withhold the rent, they stone people. They hurt people. They murder. Do y'all think that goes on today? You better believe it. I heard of one landlord that got burned. Literally burned. He put gasoline on him, burned the old man. True. What? There goes that response right there. What? That's exactly why the title. What? It happens. People don't want to be held accountable. The landlord can't tell them to keep your place clean. The landlord can't say, hey, don't tear out the windows. Don't do this. We're going to jack you up. <laughs> We're going to hurt you now. People don't want to be told what to do. Am I right? And when you tell them, they're going to jack you up. It's true. Still to this day, a highway of folks are holding on to the strong and rebellious ways. They're hurting themselves, hurting other people, hurting God's heart. Right? And this is what this wickedness does. It applies, this message applies to us paying our rent. How do we pay God back in a righteous way? And how also, here's another question I bring up. How do we deal with wicked people in this stubborn world, right? We're going to run into them no matter if you don't want to. Am I right? Somebody hit your car and it's one day and not going to pay. <laughs> you got to eat. Somebody's not going to do their job when they're working for you. Am I right? Your children may not do their job. How do you deal with it? Hmm. Yeah, I looked at this parable and I said, God, you, you know. He knows very well what we go through in this world. So our first step should be acknowledging God, shouldn't it? Somebody's doing something wrong adversely. Somebody adversely taking possession of something yours. Somebody's Taking over you and yours, they can take over. They can, people can take over. They can cause so much headache in your life and misery because you got to deal with it now, right? you got to do something about it. First, go to God. Lord, i got a situation here. Lord, I don't know how to handle this. I don't want to go in there and Adversely do something back. <laughs> yeah, my mind has been contemplating on squatting on squatters. I'm just going to move in with them. I'm just going to break in my own place. And lay on the bed. And chill. <laughs> That's a funny concept. 
that stuff. If you, if you get in there and see some of these YouTube videos, you'll be cracking up laughing. Stuff really happens. One lady had to live with a squatter in the next room. She bought a home. She got a, a nice deal on a nice home. But when she got there, somebody was in there. So she actually moved in. This lady had her pictures on the wall. A missionary, believe it or not. Said a missionary. <laughs> I guess she felt like, you know, God told her to take over this place. <laughs> How about that? Small G, thank you. Small G told her to move in. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> wow. But the good thing is that she moved in and it was being publicized. And the pressure got to the lady, so she got out. You know, sometimes that TV screen can do some wonders, right? Bust you out. Your picture's on the wall. They got the picture zoomed in. They got all your business right there. You sleep in the next room. Of course, they stayed out of sight while the video footage was getting taken. Because <laughs> they didn't want to answer questions on film. <laughs> right? I have to deal with this. Some of the things I have to do in terms of dealing with squatters, I have to screen. I have to do some background check. I want to make sure they've been paying rent to somebody. They got a, they got a track record paying rent. Right? right? Professional squatter called me this past week. Been call, listen, been calling me all week. 57-year-old lady came over and said, I'd like to rent one of your apartments. I said, how did you get my number? She said, I, I, off the front door, because you said something about the intercom wasn't working. You left your number. I said, so you came to my building? And then she says, I want, I'd like to rent an apartment. I said, okay, let's check it out. Come on, come on upstairs, check it out. And I took her information, wrote it all down. Then she was offering me money too early. She was like, can I give you, can I give you a down payment right now? And I was like, red flags. I was throwing red flags out. Like, red flags. Something's wrong in this picture here. She's trying to pay me. She didn't even see the place fully yet. I wouldn't be putting no money down on something I haven't seen clearly yet. Can I pay you something right now? She wants to get the deal rolling. I said, oh, no, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. We don't do things like that. Then she tried to ask me again. I said, no, 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 ma'am. I don't do things like that. I got to check things out. I got a team of people that look at this thing, and then they make, we make a decision. So first thing I get home, and what I do, I take her ID. She didn't realize she gave me her ID. I took a picture of it, put her information in, and what do I find out? Dorothy Brown website. She's in court right now for two cases. And one of the neighbors, one of them is my neighbor from the other building a mile away. Isn't that crazy? A mile away. I knew the guy. I knew the landlord. I was like, check this out. The week I'm doing this message, I get a professional squatter trying, trying to get in on me. <laughs> right? It was, it was right on time. It really was right on time. I was like, check this out. There must be something to learn about this. So I looked at her record on, on the Dorothy Brown website. You can check out people's records right there and, and see what happened in court. You can see if they've been ducking and dodging the sheriffs. You can see how long it got extended. Like when did this case start? How long did it take to get the last, how, how, how long did it take the last landlord to get her out? You can read all the documentation on it. It's called a full, full docket. You can read the whole court docket. So I get a lot of my information. And I say, check this out. This lady's something else. Hmm. She keeps calling me. She called me in the middle of the night. Do you remember me? She said, you had the wrong person. You spelled my name the wrong way. My name is spelled B-I-da-da-da-da. 
She didn't realize I had took her ID already. I got the exact spelling. I got the exact spelling. I put it in. I wouldn't put no other spelling in there because I want to get the right person. Hello. So I have to screen, and then I have to check on apartments if they're vacant. I got to go through the building and make sure. I have these bad dreams sometimes. I get these squatters dreams. <laughs> I do. I guess because of being a landlord or whatever. I get these dreams. I come in. Like my building is way big. In a dream, the building is way bigger. I got like a 50-unit building. It's like, I get in there. I go, I say, who's living in that apartment way back there? Let me go check. So I go back there. And all these people in there are like, where'd y'all come from? We live in here. Man, that's a bad dream. That is a bad dream. And I'm like, Lisa, this is insane. We're not keeping up with these units. Folks are moving in. <laughs> Get those dreams. Well, my dreams are kicking. <laughs> God's warning. You're right. I take it as a warning. Whenever I have bad dreams, I take them as a warning. Say, Lord, it must be saying something to me. Because it is possible that can happen. And it, it does happen. What kind, of, what kind of principles do you have set up in your life that prevents people from adversely taking possession in your life? Do you have principles set up? I mean, like the kind of person, girls, that you will date? Right? The kind of person you will marry one day? The kind of person you will do business with? Right? All these can be adverse possession situations. Squatters are cheaters, usually liars, <laughs> right? Usually liars, probably bad financial managers, right? And they plan on getting over on you. Am I right? On the Oprah Winfrey show one time I saw this one guy got five there were five women on there, all with HIV, because of the same guy. And each of them said, he was a total gentleman to me. Each of the ladies said, they had to go home and tell their fathers, because they're not married anymore, right? They need somebody to talk to. They had to go home and tell somebody in their family, I got HIV from this clown who was cheating all over me, right? But he pretended to be a gentleman. All of them said he was opening the door for them. But they all said he was missing a lot too. <laughs> Where was he? With those other four women, right? He's running around playing the games. Now they're all on this suing, suing this guy for purposely Purposeful adverse possession. True or false? You can apply it that way. You can get involved with the wrong person if you don't have principles, right? If you don't have a system that you say, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. I don't mess with no other woman, period. Period. I try not to even look at another woman. Do you have a plan to help you deal with squatters, cheaters, liars, even murderers? Because they're out here. 
Squatters refuse to give glory to God. They disrespect and dishonor church leaders. They can and will hurt the church if possible or allowed to. True or false? They'll get in here and hurt us. And I can tell you real situations <laughs> here at Chicago Land Bible Fellowship where this has happened. I can, but I don't have time to right now. Ask me about it later. Squatters may go to their grave in this disgraceful, disrespectful, sinful lifestyle. But you know what? We were all squatters at one time. Right? We were all cheaters, liars, running our games, doing our thing. That's what Ephesians 2 says. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. Right? Squatting on others, hurting other people, didn't care how. But now that we're saved and in Jesus, we should pay our rent. Amen? I'm looking at the opposite side of this, of this text. What's the opposite of what they did? Did they, give thanks to, did they give thanks to the landlord? Thank you for letting me use this vineyard. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I can really, I'm, I'm doing some good business with this vineyard here. I'm able to sell juice and wine and different things, right? Thank you so much, and here's what I owe you, right? Nope. They caught him and beat him. <laughs> wow. That should not be said among us, should it? Hopefully there's no squatters in this church. I'm, hope, I'm hoping not. We should be paying our rent on time, and I'm not saying that because I'm a landlord. I'm saying that because that's the right thing to do. Jesus is telling us that in this text. It's like the opposite side of the coin. I like, I like the parables for that reason because Jesus leaves a lot of things open. Like, I do see that it applies to Jesus here. You know, this is somebody came and take over possession of what God had done, right? And they killed the only begotten son. But he's teaching us something, too. Because we got to deal with this stuff. If it happened to him, do you think it can happen to us? <laughs> yeah. Be a faithful man or woman. Gladly pay your rent. Say thank you. Even write the landlord a, le a letter. Or your, how about the mortgage company? Can we do that? I don't know. <laughs> they might be like Chase Bank. I don't know. I, gotta, I would have to do that. Send a letter to Chase Bank and say thank you. But really, are you thankful for what? If they loaned you some money to get a house, are you thankful? Or are you going to find a reason why you shouldn't pay? That's the evil side. What rent? How do we pay rent with God? What, what rent? Time. God wants to spend time with us. He wants our obedience. He wants our talents used for his glory. Amen? That's how you pay the rent. You make God look good. You say, because of all those marvelous things you do for me, I owe you everything. I owe you my service. I'm thankful today. 
yesterday I had, a, I had a migraine headache that was out of this world. I had to pull over on the road and sleep for an hour after taking some medicine. And those migraines are debilitating. I'm, I'm out. I'm like, Lord, just let it go away. I'm laying in the car, just lay back. This is part of getting older. <laughs> Probably part of my heaviness when I lay on the bed, smashing my neck and whatnot, <laughs> laying in the wrong position. Sometimes I wake up with a bad headache, and I'm not sure exactly what it is yet. But I'm, I'm so thankful when I come out of it. I say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for healing me, because he allowed even the medicine to work. Imagine the medicine didn't work. Right? He allowed man to find a way to give us some relief. <laughs> right? Some medicine. Some exaggerating. We, we, we give back to God our time and obedience and our talents. Young people living at home with your parents, gladly pay your rent. Isaiah, Pete, I'm talking to all our young people who live at home in their parents' house. Right? Pay your rent. And I don't mean with money. I mean with action. Lights, cameras, action. Making the bed, cleaning the room, cleaning the bathroom, cleaning the sink out, cleaning the bathtub, making your house look good, cutting the grass. We need help. <laughs> we parents need some help. Can anybody say amen to that? <laughs> when you do your chores, you're paying your rent, right? When you help out, wash the clothes, you're paying your rent. You're paying your rent. It's helping. It's helping, right? If you don't, you hurt. You have discombobulation in the house. Nobody has clean clothes to wear. Nobody clean the dishes. There's not even one clean dish. <laughs> I'm very familiar. <laughs> Help your mom cook meals, wash clothes, clean house, cut the grass. Make your parents look good. That's how this message relates to you. If you don't do those things, you're squatting. You're being unrighteous. You're being unfair. You're not doing your part. Right? You're hurting the landlord. <laughs> Could we be squatting in the church? Uh-oh. By not doing our fair share in the church? Letting the leaders do everything? Not contributing to the needs of the church? Could we be taking, taking all the good stuff from the church? There's good stuff in the church, isn't it? Right? You got people that care about you, that ask about you. Yeah, that feels good, doesn't it? You come here and everybody rubs you the right way. They say, I love you. That's good. We get dinners here sometimes, right? Uh, there's, there's, some good, there's good things in the church. Some people come to church to find the right man. Some men come to church to get the right woman. Because they, they figure that, you know, a right person probably going to be in the church. Probably not going to be in the bar or the club. Imagine at the church I can find the right person. But do you give, do you pay your rent at church? Right? By giving back. 
I'm thinking about honoring Pastor Rackett already. I'm just saying, this is a press pastor appreciation month, isn't it? Yep. Say thank you, Pastor Rackett, for all the principles you've given us. Amen. Right? Amen. All the words you get every week you give us, you feed us with the word of God. Thank you for that. Do you think that makes his job easier? Yes, absolutely. Because that's what he needs to hear. You can do stuff for pastor. This month we're trying to relieve pastor. That's why I'm preaching today. We're trying to give pastor a break. He's on vacation right now in Hawaii. He doesn't get to do that all the time. But one of his children paying the rent. <laughs> one of his children is now paying the rent, and I'm going I'm to take my parents out. Right? Taking them to Hawaii to enjoy another part of the world. Wouldn't that be a blessing? Be a blessing, not a squatter. Amen? Give thanks to pastor and the leaders. Make the church look good. How do you make the church look good? You do, you do what you were made to do. Right? You got some gifts. You got some abilities. Everybody in this church should be contributing. Right? To, to God's kingdom. If it's evangelism, it's teaching, encouragement, giving, right? Serving, whatever your gifts, whatever your gifts or gifts are. You use those to God's glory. Now, you don't have to, but we should. <laughs> right? We don't have to, but we should. My going out and ministering to somebody in the hospital does not earn me any brownie points with God. It doesn't earn my way into heaven. It's not going to earn that. It's just a payment. It's just saying, thank you, Lord. You ministered to me when I was in the hospital. I'm doing it for others. I remember how it felt in the hospital, somebody coming to see me. Are you using your gifts in the church? To bring glory to God. Pay your rent gladly. Pay it gladly. On your job, pay your rent. You don't own the business. Right? You don't own it. You're working for somebody. Unless you own the business. That you work for yourself. And you answer to God. <laughs> Make your job, make your boss look good. Do what you were told to do, right? My boss got something out. He's after me. He's trying to, yeah, he wants you to produce. <laughs> he's on my case. Yeah, he's on your case because he, he has a, we're, we're making money this way. And the money is what helps all of our families on this, in this business, right? The more you help, a lot of people don't understand that concept. The more you make the business successful, the more what? more everybody's successful there, right? And then maybe your boss will say, I can give you a bigger raise. We're making good money here, right? We're doing pretty good. You guys are doing your job. Wow. Pay your rent on your job. So we got two things, guys. We got to look out for swindlers, 
squatters. We got to look out for getting involved with the wrong people. Right? You may not be able to control that. Then you will have to do things God's way if that happens to you. Because it, it, it'll, it'll probably happen to you anyway, whether you like it or not. Our leaders are squatters sometimes. <laughs> True. The leaders are squatters. And they're up to no good sometimes. People in government right now are stealing money. And probably threatening some of those people saying, you don't pay me this, we know where your mother lives. They do it. Hopefully, you can make some applications of this message in your own life. Hopefully, you can make some applications. How are you going to pay the rent in the church, in your relationship with God, on your job, in your house? Right? How are you going to make God look good in those various Scenarios. And if you, if you sense something right now, write it down because God's word is speaking. I love the fact that God already knows. <laughs> right? I love the fact that God already has a plan. He has a way of overcoming. Right? He identifies. He knows. One of my tenants told me her two sons were murdered. Two sons were murdered in her house. She's one of my tenants right now. And I listened to her. I said, whoo, that's horrible. But God's only son went through a way worse murder. Crucified in public. Amen. Beat up beyond recognition. Nailed to a cross in front of a bunch of people, right? And he did it purposefully. He paid the rent, the ransom for us, gladly. He took a beating like a man. You didn't hear him crying and, it hurt. Nope. He paid the rent that we should have paid. Amen. And what do we owe God? We owe him everything. We owe God everything. Our parents, we owe them honor. Amen? We own the, the guardian, our guardians honor, our teachers. Right? Our leaders, we owe them honor and respect. We should pay our rent gladly. And say thank you while you're at it. Until the day we die. Because we're all renting. All of us. <laughs> we're renting. We don't own Jack. God reminds me of that. Those buildings don't belong to me. They belong to God. Yeah. All right? If he wants me to make a profit, he'll, he gives me success. If I have to go through adverse possession... <laughs> Sometimes I do, but thank God it's not always, thank God it's not this bad. It's what Jesus had to go through. I've never been stoned, 
hit by a rock, beat up. And really not even much talking back to, to be honest with you. A little bit talking back. The last lady who did that cussed me out on the way. She, she says, I hope Donald Trump sends you back to Mexico. <laughs> it was pretty rough. I said, I could take that. I'll take that instead of a stone. I'll take that instead of a beating or murder. I can take that. <laughs> Professional squatters. How you living? How you living? Is making God look good? Or is it causing headaches and trouble for other people? Romans 12, 1 and 2, what does it say? In view of God's mercy, let us offer our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your body the living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Yep. If you would stand with me, if you would stand with me, if you, if you really want to just... Solidify that agreement you made with God. You just agree that we have to pay our rent gladly to him. Father in heaven, right now we stand just in honor and respect to you. You deserve every bit of our lives. You deserve the money that we give on Sundays. You deserve our time. When we spend time in your word, you deserve our, our listening ear. You deserve the work that we have to do sometimes for others and our families in the church. You deserve that service. You deserve glory and honor from our lives. Have your way in our lives, Lord. Lord, whatever you laid on our hearts today, I know you've been speaking to some of our hearts in different ways because just that's what happens when we open up your book. Your word lights up an area. Your word lights up an area of our life that we need to trust you more in, we need to obey you more in. So, Lord, right now we just dedicate ourselves to you, Lord. Everything. Help us to understand our spiritual gifts so that we can use them. Help us to understand what to do. How do, how do, I, how do I bring glory to you? 
Help us. Give us understanding, Lord. Let us not be foggy about our responsibilities. Lord, be glorified in this church, Chicago Land Bible Fellowship Church. Be glorified in all the lives of those who are going to hear this message on the, from the website, the MP3 recording. Be glorified in our lives, Lord. And we love you, Lord. You've been so good to us. You've been so gracious to us. Healing, giving, restoring. You've been gracious to us. We just want to give back to you. And Lord, help us to have principles also about the way we deal with others in terms of business, in terms of a relationship, somebody who we call going steady with, somebody we're going out with or whatever. Help us to know how to test, how to, how to approve what the best person is who we should be hanging out with. Thank you for the warnings through your word. Psalm 19 said, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them there is great reward. Lord, help us to live by the principles you've given us because they're salvation, Lord, they're salvation to us. We love you today, Lord. Thank you for each person here today. Praise be to your name. Amen. Amen.